What's going on guys? My name is Elden Hero and welcome to the first piece of content on my channel in the year 2018. I hope you all had a good Christmas and all of that stuff. Um, apologies for there being no year in review thing for 2017. Um, I still think that I might actually kind of get round to it, but just not in the format that I had originally intended. Um, some other stuff to let you know, I now have a wrestling podcast uh, for anyone who didn't know. It's called What Wrestling Podcast. Uh, the link will be in the description and uh, it's coming to iTunes very soon. It's just actually pending approval at the moment um, but once it's on iTunes I'm gonna start promoting it more heavily but if you want to listen to it in the meantime it's in the description and basically it's a run-through of um, it's a review of all of the events containing Chris Jericho's undisputed title run of 2001 2002 uh, so yeah that's just a weird side bit that will all be done on a separate channel as well uh, and all that stuff which I again I'll start promoting when it's finally on iTunes um, other than that, you know, uh, Twitter, Reddit, all of that stuff will be in the description if anyone wants to check all of that stuff out. So yeah, uh, how are you all? How was your Christmas and how was your New Year's? Um, I do have a question about New Year's resolutions, which I should probably just answer first. Um, I said that I would do this a few days ago, but actually a couple of health issues have kept me from being able to record. But the first question is from Duffs, who says, "What does New Year, New Year, what does New Year, New Me mean to Elden Euro 90? Any 2018 plans or goals?" And I think it's really like, you know cliched and all of that stuff to say new year new me um, but like there is something significant about it there's a reason why everyone says it there's a reason why people think that they have to do something to improve themselves in the course of a year because um, even though it's completely arbitrary it is a significant amount of time and you know it's the dawn of a new calendar and uh, that alone is surely worth something um, but anyway I had like a tiny health issue like a week ago which has actually forced me into improving my diet uh, which I started doing on like the 28th of December so uh, I guess that's the new year new me I'm gonna start eating more healthy um, it's something that I have been telling myself I was going to do for a very long time um, and now I've kind of been forced to do it and with being forced to do something and having a new year's resolution I don't know you can combine the two and maybe get somewhere with it but uh, the goal is to set yourself achievable goals and not say stuff like oh I'm gonna cut this entire thing out of my life uh, because you'll never stick to that this is ridiculous and like nobody ever does that and people make New Year's resolutions um, with the best of intentions but they gotta know deep down that it's just not going to keep um, I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's a strange thing, it's a strange thing that everyone does, but I would be interested to know if anyone has any interesting New Year's resolutions, anything cool that they're going to do. Um, for me, the main thing is just about improving my diet and subsequently building on um, my personal health, like fitness and um, all of that stuff, because they kind of go hand in hand and I think it'd be a lot easier to be motivated to go to the gym if you're already doing the eat healthy part. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's my answer to that. The next question, I'm just gonna take, this is the most recent set of questions, um, but this one from Danny, it, it says, uh, how much do you think Logan Paul's video on the Japanese suicide forest has helped raise awareness for suicide prevention? As, he, as in his apology, in which he referred to himself 27 times, he explained that that was obviously the intention. So, um, I haven't seen the video and I don't know who Logan Paul is and that's not me trying to sound hipster and cool. I genuinely have no idea who this guy is. Um, looking at his channel, I can see it's a, it's a type of channel that I am familiar with, like a, a daily vlog type thing and he has kind of an obnoxious personality, I think that's fair to say. 
Um, so I haven't seen the video, which is actually really annoying, and I was looking at uh, Boogie's upload, uh, where he said the video has been uploaded uh, multiple times. I cannot even find a re-upload of the video. Um, I watched some other guy who uploaded blurred footage of the video, um, and basically to, to reverse if no one knows what the hell I'm talking about. Um, I've mentioned this on my podcast before, the suicide forest, the Jukai, or the Aokigahara forest in Japan is a place where people traditionally go to commit suicide. There's like a, a lot of folklore embedded in the forest itself. Um, it comes from a, a, a novel, I think from the 50s, uh, from a Japanese author where the two protagonists who are in love go and kill themselves in the forest at the end. And uh, I guess just it's it's such a like romantic and kind of beautiful idea that people go and do it. I'm not saying the suicide is beautiful. I'm saying that they loved each other so much that they, you know what I mean, the Romeo and Juliet style of, of tragic beauty. Um, so uh, from there, it became a kind of a little cultural thing, and they do these yearly body hunts in this forest where they go in and they, they take bodies out. Um, it's a place where homeless people go to loot dead bodies. Um, basically, the place is awash with dead bodies, and it's like a, a well-known fact in Japan. Japan has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Um, they're a country that um, they have a lot of uh, faith put in, in things like honor and shame and... Um, uh, sort of moods and things like that so um, anyway Logan Paul goes into this forest and sees a dead body hanging and it's purple apparently and stuff I, I couldn't see uh, the video because it was blurred um, but uh, the, uh, from what I can tell there is a corpse on the screen in a YouTube video which is very interesting and also it reached like the top 10 trending which is really really interesting considering I have a video called vlogging in Indonesia where I, it, it's not suitable for advertisers, so I, so I don't get what's going on there. Um, obviously, this guy is a cash cow or whatever, but anyways, uh, he stands next to the body. He kind of is a little bit horrified at first, and then he's like, oh, this wasn't meant to happen. This was never meant to happen, and he's laughing and stuff. Uh, to his credit, it, like if I were to say something in his defense, I'd say it looks like a kind of a nervous laugh that he does. Um, like it's kind of awkward the entire thing that I saw I only saw about a minute of it but it was pretty excruciating to watch um, like I think his main crime here is not knowing what the hell he was doing he, he claims that this was not meant to happen like you've walked into a forest famous for suicide and you've called the video the suicide forest and uh, you're saying that this was not meant to happen like I mean I just don't really understand that there's a definite conflict there I don't know why you would do that it's like, you know, it's uh, it's just like anything. It's like walking into a shop and saying, oh, I didn't expect there to be Mars bars in here. Like, it's it's just a stupid line of response to have. Um, but anyways, he's received um, a lot of uh, criticism for this video, and he subsequently issued an apology, which says he did it for suicide awareness, and that was supposed to be obvious. Um, it didn't seem obvious in the minute that I saw. Again, I haven't seen the full video, so I can't actually... Um, properly form an opinion here I don't think one way or the other but if the video um, adequately linked to suicide prevention things like if it adequately gave a certain spotlight to um, depression and things like that then fair enough but I just didn't get any sense that that's what it actually did uh, so I don't know it seemed like a horrible obnoxious publicity stunt to me uh, but to be honest, most YouTube videos seem like that to me anyway, from the big vlogger types. And another thing is that I am aware that the video actually had a really favorable likes to dislike ratio on it before it was taken down. So that just goes to show that he made the video for his fans, as people do, and his fans didn't care at all. So I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's it's 
quite right to criticize a guy who uploads a video of a hanging corpse um, and, and says he was never meant to see a corpse when he walked into a place where it's known for one thing only, and that is the number of corpses in the area. Um, but I, I think like that's his main crime, really, is just kind of being stupid. I don't know that he was being insensitive or anything like that, like if he did adequately link to um, suicide prevention, like helplines and websites and, and just uh, lines of communication for people who are depressed and things like that. So um, I guess that's kind of my opinion on the whole thing. Um, but again, uh, I could be wrong about a lot of stuff because I couldn't actually adequately delve into the information because it wasn't really available to me at the time. Uh, so I'll go back to answer some of the questions in the original thing that I asked. And one of, one of them is another controversial moment of, uh, of last year um, where I'm Mr. Bright Edge um, says thoughts on the Griezmann blackface incident. So this is Antoine Griezmann, the Atletico Madrid footballer who um, everyone knows he's going to Man United, you know, every single transfer window for the last four fucking years or something. Uh, but anyway, he was going to a Halloween party or something, I think. Was it even a Halloween? I don't know. Um, but he dressed up as a, a Harlem Globetrotter complete with blackface and... And, and like the wig, the Afro wig and everything. And um, he has been absolutely slaughtered for this over the last month. Um, I, I'm kind of conflicted about it. Like as a proto SJW from back in the day, uh, it definitely offends my liberal sensibilities. And it seems like a completely tactless and ham-fisted thing to do. Um but then on, on the other side, right, this guy has spent his entire adolescence living in Spain, as far as I know. He is French, so we should have some cultural context for um, the history of blackface and how racist that is as a thing to do. Um, but I'm kind of leaning towards giving him the benefit of the doubt here because, uh, one, he's lived in Spain, like, for, for all of the years where he would have learned anything about institutionalized racism and things like that. Um, Number two, he's dressed as a basketball player to pay tribute to him. And like a lot of the time, something like that is not actually relevant. What's relevant is that it's offensive. Uh, like in this case, I truly don't believe that this man who was essentially raised in Spain from the age of, I don't know, 12 onwards, uh, like it, it's pretty obvious to me that he's not a racist. Um, he shares, like, he, you know, he, he play he, had, he shares a football pitch with black people. Um, I, th I think this is really just a case of if he's guilty of anything, it's being not educated and, um, having a cultural background in Spain. I, like, I think that that's kind of fair enough, really. Uh, I, so I think he was a little bit silly, a little bit naive, but I, I really don't think that that makes him the devil. Um, I think a lot of the backlash against it has been quite disproportionate. Like he's quite clearly not a bad guy. Um, there are some bad guys in football who've done some like demonstrably bad things that were clearly deliberate, like Luis Suarez, for example. And I don't think that Griezmann is really on that level. And before angry Liverpool fans come to me, it's not Suarez's word versus Everett. Suarez literally admitted to saying that word to Everett like at least eight times. Um, but this Griezmann thing is not really the same at all, I don't think. It's it's just a man who is being a little bit naive. Um, the next question is from Jamie, who says, Eminem's new album, which is not a question. I assume he wants my opinion on it. On it. Um, so I gave this a listen on the day that it came out, and I wasn't really expecting much. 
Um, I he- I had heard Walk on Water, the one with Beyonce, and I thought like her hook was lovely, but it, it didn't really take me in at all. It's definitely not something I ever like sing or it never gets stuck in my head or anything like that. Um, I thought Eminem's verses in it were very like uninspiring and kind of samey. Um, it's all stuff that like I've definitely heard from him before and um, I felt very much the same about the entire album. Uh, it was really, really kind of just toothless and um, it definitely didn't open any new doors or anything like that. I thought a lot of the songs were just really kind of tryhardy songs and uh, yeah, I mean, one of them has Ed Sheeran on it and that alone is just enough for me to, you know, throw it in the bin. But um, like, I don't know, I gave it a fair chance. Like I love Eminem. I love what Eminem used to be. Um, and I love everything that he's represented to me, like while I used to love his music and stuff, but he really has just, I don't know, maybe like this is an album that appeals to a new younger audience. It's like more relevant to the type of music that's being made for his earlier demographic nowadays or something like that. Um, but it's definitely not something that I could ever see myself getting into at all. Um, there are far better rappers out there at the moment. Um, like it's just, um, bland, And uh, it doesn't really go anywhere. Like I, 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 like I think that's honestly being fair as well. Like it's definitely never going to be like even a six out of ten type of album. Um, and every single like um, critical review of it I've seen has kind of said the same. Like it's just pretty poor. Um, it's also like really overlong and um, it, it just lyrically it's one of his worst things I've ever heard. Some of the lines in it are so bad. Um, I just, uh, one of the things that, that, uh, I can remember is that there's a line where it's like, you're heavy duty, like diarrhea, like what the fuck is that? It's just bad. Like, I don't know. It's just where he used to be very witty or at least on point or like his lines would be very, um, they'd walk on some kind of line between, um, is this okay to say, or is this an okay viewpoint to have? And just nothing that he says anymore is anything like that. And that, like, that's fine. He doesn't have to, but it at least supplement that with good songs, which is just something that he's no longer doing, I suppose. Um, I guess the next question is from Dan. Can you do a podcast with Blind Boy Boat Club, please? Um, he is Blind Boy has the number one podcast in the country. Um, Blind Boy could print out my birth certificate and burn it in front of me. I don't think he has any interest in uh, doing a podcast with me. Next question from Ewan Dodds, a friend of mine, says, Why are Christmas cracker jokes still a thing? It's a very good question. They're probably the lowest form of humor. I guess they appeal to kids and um, they can churn out the same jokes over and over and over because kids are going to keep being born, you know, over and over and over. So um, the kids enjoy the Christmas cracker jokes. I don't know. Um, They're very, very bad. Like they're probably as low as puns in the humor scale. Um, but yeah, I guess it's because they appeal to kids, even though you have to explain all the fucking answers to kids because they're not funny at all. It's yeah, it's a good question. Maybe they should replace Christmas cracker jokes with good jokes. I don't know. Something for those people to think about. There's a few people asking me to talk about the last Jedi. Uh, we're going to do an entirely separate podcast about the last Jedi. Um, probably early next week. I'm not too sure. I've literally made that date up. Haven't haven't um, confirmed it with either of the people that I'll be recording with, but it, we will do that. So um, keep an eye out for that. Next question is from Amir. 
That's not how you pronounce his name, apparently. Uh, why is misusing pronouns considered a hate crime in a country of ladies and peace? So this is about Canada and their C-16 law, which says that deliberately misusing a pronoun is a crime punishable by jail, allegedly. Um, the thing about this bill uh, that, like, so on the face of it, yes, the bill is kind of bullshit because there's like 75 or, or 80 or something um, new gender pronouns that they've made. So instead of he sorry, instead of his or her, there's like Zier and Zen and like all of these things that, that like nobody can be expected to learn. Um, but if someone says to you, like, I want you to refer to me as Zier because I am gender neutral or, or whatever, then you're supposed to go, oh, okay, I'll do that from now on. Um, I don't really, I've never had that experience. Um, like, I know that if I um, encountered a gender fluid person or a gender neutral person or whatever, and they were like, please refer to me as him or her, or just refer to me as the gender neutral term they, I would kind of be able to do that, like to the best of my ability. Like you're gonna slip up in certain speeches and stuff. Like sometimes you say things um, because the filter between your brain and your mouth doesn't work. I don't have a problem. If someone's name is William and they say, call me Bill, that doesn't really bother me. Um, asking or expecting people to sort of telepathically know all of that beforehand is kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, so this has just been passed in as a law um, and that's part of what makes a law a law but another thing that makes it a law is precedent formed by court cases involving that law and if I were to predict I would say it is very unlikely that anyone will ever go to jail for accidentally misusing a, a gender pronoun or something like like the, you know people would look at this law and say oh this is ridiculous if i see a woman that looks like a man and i call her him by accident i can go to jail that's not that's not the genesis of the law that's not the intent of the law and in all probability no like in actuality that will never happen like that that's kind of almost impossible um but even the idea that just deliberately mislabeling someone could land you jail time i don't really think that's ever going to happen um but i don't know i'm very um i'm very like unlikely to become outraged about things like this because of what i said earlier where if someone is called william and they want me to call them bill i'll call them bill like really doesn't bother me and the same thing would apply if someone transitioned from male to female and they were like uh my name is is Samantha now where it used to be Shane I'd be like yeah cool okay you're Samantha now like it's just kind of a common decency thing to do I, I would never be like oh well biology dictates your like just, just fuck off like there's just no need to be a dickhead like that like it's intellectual fast food to take that line of argument I think and it's just I don't know um so the c16 law while I don't know a lot about it I am very skeptical as to its actual like judiciary power uh, so we'll see what happens there. Next question from Kyle Ginn, who says, talk about 9-11 conspiracies again. Um, I did an entire podcast about 9-11 conspiracies, and it is the most downloaded episode of The Midnight Hour. Um, it's not the most listened, I don't think, but it certainly has like uh, hundreds of downloads, which is really, really interesting. And also, if you check out the comments section of the video to that episode of The Midnight Hour, it is lovely. Um, absolutely lovely. So many... Uh, unhinged people uh, found their way there and uh, oh boy do they condescend uh, to myself and my co-host um, and we actually did like a fair bit of research 
for that one. Um, there, obviously, we can't know everything, but we come at it from the angle that it's in all probability not a government conspiracy, uh, which makes people very angry when you say that. Anyway, next question from LJ Cool J, who says, hypothetically, if someone was going out with someone in the same uni, small, 50 people, of course, and they broke up, how can one stop the constant misery of seeing them every day? So you're... <sighs> I don't really have any experience in this field, but realistically, you're not going to be able to stop seeing someone every day if it's a course of 50 people. Um, what you have to do is, uh, like, I don't know, put your earphones in, sit far away from that person, start talking to new people, start, just divert divert all of your attention to a new person, um, and then, you know, the process slowly, uh, the process of getting over that person will just slowly take hold. Um, the, the cliche time heals all wounds is a cliche for a reason. It's like very, very true. Uh, the only thing that heals a broken heart is time. And, you know, seeing that person's beautiful face and the agony that accompanies that every single day is something that will wither and uh, diminish over time. So, um, yeah, while it's painful now, it won't be in the long term. I know that that's not advice that does nothing for you, but hey, that's the world that we live in. Um, next question is from, let me see, uh, Sam says, have you any trips planned for 2018? Also, how are you settling into the new job? Um, I don't have any trips planned. I'm thinking about going to New York in the first quarter of this year, but um, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to be able to. Other than that, I don't really have anything planned. Um, I've just started a new job like a couple of months ago and I don't really know how it's going to impact my budget. Um, I don't know how it's going to help me to be able to... Um, I, I just I don't know what my wage packet is going to be like when it comes to arranging trips for um, other countries and stuff like that because I, I have to pay rent and I have to pay bills and things like that. Um, but like I'd really like to go to Iceland this year. I'd really like to see the Northern Lights. Um, that kind of thing is like kind of up my alley at the moment. Um, but who knows, I went to Madrid last year and I thought it was absolutely fantastic and I'd love to go back there. Um, other than that, I'd also like to go to Rome and those are sort of the main places that I'm looking at. Um, the next question is from Linus who says, out of all the things, what is your favorite? I would have to think for a very long time about that, but it would probably be something to do with either music or movies. Um, and I've really, in 2017, particularly the latter half of the year, I really fell out with music. Not like... Not that I heard one album that sent me over the brink, although if that were true, it would be Eminem's latest album. Um, but I just sort of, I don't know, I lost touch a little bit and now um, I'm trying to get back into music and it's all changed, it's all different and I just don't know what's happening anymore and it's a scary place to be. Um, other than that, um, check out Black Mirror season four, everyone. It's damn good. Um, I would really love to do a podcast review series about Black Mirror. Uh, I'm not sure if that's something people would be interested in or not, but my 13 Reasons Why one went down really well. Don't know why I mentioned that, two completely different audiences, but um, I think people talking about Black Mirror would be really interesting, and um, it's something that I would love to listen to myself, so therefore other people must really want to listen to it, and I'd love to be able to do that. I, I don't know anyone else who watches Black Mirror as much as I do, though, or has seen every episode like I have. 
Um, so I think I might leave it there. I'll do a quick check to see. <laughs> Connor Stutely says, will you make a 32,000 subs milestone video? I've already made a 35,000 subs milestone video and I made it about four years ago. So I don't think I'll be doing one to celebrate a number that I've already hit. And the reason that I've hit it again is because some, I, I don't understand what's happening to my channel. It's actually growing very very slowly like one two subscribers a day but for some reason it's growing and it's really really weird um, because I just I don't get why I, I guess it's that 13 reasons why video that I did um, and then a final question from football fan 8 who says what is your favorite time of the year honestly my favorite time of the year is the time of the year that just passed I love Christmas I love December onwards it, I love the middle of November onwards um, I love the cold weather, the like really dark nights and uh, dark mornings and just never seeing daylight, like I'm all about that. Um, so yeah, Christmas, it's the most wonderful time of the year, like Andy Williams said. So I guess I'll leave this here. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. Hopefully you guys are looking forward to other um, videos and stuff from me, namely the Star Wars one, maybe some Black Mirror content. Other than that, um, hopefully you guys continue to tune into the podcast and things like that. If you enjoy my wrestling podcast or whatever, um, you know, feel free to leave a comment or whatever. Um, yeah, I guess we'll leave this here. These are always awkward to end. I've been Elden Hero. Thanks for watching.